Good morning, everyone watching, and I uh, know of our prayers for you as we continue um, on uh, our journey here uh, with the COVID virus. My friends, in our first reading, um, through the eyes of Christianity, we can certainly see uh, the resurrection uh, and about life to come, but in truth, our first reading from Ezekiel, uh, it is not really about that. Um, the first reading is interpreted not uh, literally, but metaphorically. And uh, the prophet meant that the opening of the graves uh, was to signify uh, the restoration of Israel uh, that was exiled in Babylon to a, uh, their life, a recovery of life in the Holy Land and uh, uh, the land they had come from. And what a great message for us in our time that there will be restoration in our world and in our nation in the midst of this struggle now. Um, and yes, always resurrection with Jesus Christ. And that brings me to the point of the second reading from St. Paul. He says that the very Spirit of God, the spark of the Creator, is in you now, you who believe. And you have joy even now. And even now, you live the resurrected life. Now. And in the time to come for the believer. Uh, so great news uh, from both of our readings. And then we have uh, the very famous uh, reading of the, the account in St. John um, of the raising of Lazarus. In the village of Bethany, Jesus uh, had many, many enemies, but he also had very close friends, three of which are the ones we heard about this morning, the sisters Martha and Mary and their brother Lazarus. Their house remained open to Jesus when others had closed the doors to Jesus because they could not tolerate what he was saying and doing, and they were afraid of the religious authorities. And we're told that Lazarus got sick. It was only natural then that the first one that Martha and Mary would go to and turn to would be Jesus. They sent an urgent message to him, knowing that their words would appeal to his heart. It said simply, Lord, the man you love is ill. Their hope was that Jesus would drop everything and come in haste and cure him because he had performed many signs before this, which they knew of. But surprisingly, Jesus did not drop everything and rush to the bedside of his dying friend. Instead, we're told Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. We are not told exactly why. Of course, Jesus says um, that this death will not, uh, the illness will not end death and it will be for the glory of God. And um, we know in John's gospel uh, that um, there's a parallel going on. And in that time, they were waiting for Jesus to come back, his second coming. And so uh, John poses uh, this. Uh, I wonder why Jesus would have waited so long before, because his Johannian community was doing the same as St. Paul. Why is Jesus taking so long to come back? His delay in coming must have been heartbreaking, though, for the sisters. Right in front of their eyes, their brother's life was ebbing away. And the one they believed could do something about it was not there. We are told Lazarus died. The gospel shows the desolation his death caused Martha and Mary. Of the two, Mary seems to be the worst off because she will not even come out of the house to attend the funeral. While they had very good people around them, friends and family, sympathetic people around them, the one that they wanted most to be with them was not there. 
Jesus, their friend and the friend of Lazarus, seemed absent. And when he finally came, they suggested that he could have prevented this death. For they say, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. The desolation experienced by Martha and Mary is one many of us have all experienced. And when something hard happens to us or to a loved one, one cannot help thinking that if God really cared about us, if he really loves us, he would not have allowed such a thing to happen. That is being echoed today in the midst of the virus that's a pandemic in the world. One can feel abandoned by God. One can feel that our Lord has left us. So what are we to do? We should do what Martha did. The gospel writer presents Martha as a model of faith. In her hour of grief, in her fear and in her anxiety, she ran to the Lord and poured out her sorrow to him in a very truthful way. And when he challenged her to believe, she made this wonderful profession of faith. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. We must do the same. We have to then turn to God in all things. We have to go on praying. We have to go on believing and trusting in God. Of all the things that are happening in our gospel today, there is the theme of faith and belief. In fact, in the longer reading, if you go, Jesus proposes it five times, uh, once to uh, the apostles, and then uh, who are afraid. And uh, then he poses it again and again, and he comes to Martha, and he asks her, do you believe this? And then at the tomb, he says, Father, I believe. I do this so that they will believe. And uh, so, my friends, we must go on believing and trusting in God. Neither a good life nor a close relationship with God will necessarily save a person from hardships, or even from tragic death. In the face of our pain, all we can do is commend ourselves to God and to care for each other and to abandon ourselves into his loving mercy and care. When we suffer, I know it seems as though God is absent, but when we pray, we come to realize that God is not absent, but is present in our suffering. The first thing Jesus does when he gets to Martha and Mary, he doesn't go and raise Lazarus. He goes to them and he sits with them and he cries. Something should stand out in the reading. A one-line statement. And Jesus wept. He's with us in our time. He cries also with us. God is our hope in adversity and our strength in weakness. The story of Lazarus shows Jesus as a faithful friend. It shows that even in death, we are not beyond the reach of his help. Jesus did not leave Martha and Mary to grieve alone. He came to them at the height of their grief, shared their sorrow, even crying with them, and then gave them hope by announcing eternal life to those who would believe in him. Jesus does not leave us alone either. He surrounds us with his grace, with his love, 
He gives us the support of family and our faith community. Even as we are shuttered in now, we have our community. And he challenges us to have faith. He says, I am the resurrection and the life, and anyone who believes in me, though they die, that's human death, he's referring to, will live, and he means eternally. Having faith does not mean that we will know all the answers, my friends. In fact, um, that is not what faith does. John's gospel, with all of its themes of light versus dark, and good versus evil, and belief versus doubt, St. John the Evangelist acknowledges that there is darkness and that there is evil and that those things are not good. But the scriptures tell us that God makes all things work for the good, for God is good and God is love. Belief and faith sometimes do not make sense according to this world's logic and ways of thinking. And faith does not answer all of humanity's questions. But faith knows where to take those questions. Faith tells us who has the answer. Our Lord, our God. And faith demands that we put our belief and our trust in the Lord. Belief and faith demand a decisive and identifiable difference in the way you and I conduct our lives based on our beliefs and our trust in the Lord God. In good times, and in challenging times. For a believer, like Martha and Mary, the raising of Lazarus was a clear and tangible sign that Jesus has power over death itself. And he truly is the resurrection and the life. And the question that's posed in the gospel account is posed to each one of us. Do you believe this? I'm your pastor, and I tell you, I do. I have come to believe that the Lord Jesus is the ruler of my life. It's past, it's present, and it's future. I accept the Lord God, and I do this because by his cross, he proved his love for me. And in his resurrection, he proved that his grace and his love is for me also a sinner. More than that, he has proved it for you. So the question remains, do you believe this?